I'm Danny Hicks. Welcome to the Not-So-Secret Agent Podcast, where we learn from top real estate agents how they maintain a thriving business all while living the good life. Jeremy Walsh, thank you for doing this. Uh, Welcome to the show. Really appreciate you uh, taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us. Pleasure to be here, Danny. Always good to see you, buddy. Yeah, man. I want to go ahead and get started. I have so much stuff I want to talk to you about. Uh, you in particular and I uh, are part of the Mid-Atlantic White Hats and we, we talk all the time. And so uh, kind of rehashing some of the events we've been to is really interesting. Um, and then just getting into what we're doing now. I always like to start off with like, what did you do before you got into real estate? So I graduated college in uh, 2000, University of Delaware, and got into um, sales and marketing, um, primarily just diff- some different sales jobs. I did some business-to-business sales jobs, outside sales jobs. And then I was very fortunate a couple years into my sales career to um, get involved with a company um, where I was able to not only manage the sales, but also the operations. And um, it was a great experience for me. I had a lot of great mentors. And um, I did that for six and a half years before getting into real estate in 2007. So you jump in in 07. Did you go straight to working by referral? Did you uh, make some cold calls? How did all that look? Yeah, so I did a little bit of everything. I mean, I was, um, you know, as a brand new agent, 2007, I actually started part-time while I still had my full-time job. And um, I tried everything. I mean, it was, I did everything. I did direct mail. I did farming. I did door knocking. I did expired listings. I did for sale by owner. I did everything uh, and everything that, uh, someone had suggested to me or, or I would read through a book or, or hear from my broker. One of the things that really frustrated me about that process is I, I never really felt like I made any headway. Um, and then I feel, felt like I was kind of like chasing this one day, chasing this another day. Um, and I just was not being as productive as I wanted to be. And my first year in real estate, um, in 2007, as a part-time agent, I sold 14 homes. And when I look back at the 14 homes that I sold, there was a very unique theme. And the majority of the people that I had helped uh, were people that I knew uh, or people that knew of me, maybe from you know the community that I grew up in or a family member or a friend. And I thought that that was a very unique uh, theme because I spent, I went and spent a bunch of money doing all these different things. And then what I realized was, oh my gosh, like this is a relationship business. And, um, at that point in time, I did do some other things cause I was still trying to figure out like, how could I go from 14 and make that better in 2008? As you guys know, I mean, 2008, the market I went full time February of 2008. The market crashed. It was the worst, worst real estate, worst real estate market of all time. Uh, at the end of 2008, I was broke. And um, of the 28 sales that I had done, about 26 of them were through referral or uh, people that knew me. And that's around the time when I found uh, Buffini and Company, and I started that process working by referral. And, uh, you know, from there, everything changed. Yeah. The intentionality of working by referral is everything. Like, I feel like I got yeah. into the business same time. I, I was a new agent in 06 
and I was a little dumber. So I stayed as a part-time agent for quite a while and I was doing like 20 deals a year part-time, which I was told was good at the time. But like you said, you start getting intentional. You start realizing that these relationships are where we're headed. And, you know, and once you figure that out and how to, how to make those continue to happen, then, then you start to see some success. Um, what's your why? So in the beginning you go, look, I'm, I'm doing this direct sales job, right? And, and I like it, but I can make some extra cash. I'm assuming that's why you went into the real estate thing. And then you jump out on your own. And, and is that to be your own boss? Is that to make more money? <clears throat> What's the feeling there? I mean, for me, you know, I thought a real estate experience that I had went through back in 2006 could have been a little bit better. Uh, nothing against, you know, the agent that helped me, but I just thought that you know, I was a business person at the time. I was in sales. I was in marketing. I was doing some operations management. I had great mentors. And I felt like I had a really good business mind. I always knew I wanted to be in business, and I knew I wanted to help people. I just didn't know where that was going to go. One of the things that real estate, you know, taught me was that I don't like selling products. I like creating experience, and I like building relationships. And um, so initially, it was about doing it better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as I got into it, it really resonated with me because it was serving people and I didn't really feel like I was selling. I mean, I don't really feel like we sell. I feel like we consult. I feel like we, you know, we can't sell somebody a home that doesn't want to buy one. We can't list someone's home that doesn't want to sell it. So, you know, the real skill that we have is consulting and taking person, one person from where they are to where they want to be. And I just felt really natural in that. Uh, because I didn't like selling the product, but I did love the people and I wanted to create a great experience for them. So initially my why was trying to find that, Um, you know, trying to find that business that was going to help me get to the next level in my life. Um, Now my why is very simple and that's my family. Uh, And that's, you know, that's just, that's just uh, it. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. So I got two little girls. I got a wife. 17 years and um you know there's nothing else that i need to drive me um to get to to get to that next level so that's my current why which is yeah which is huge that that's going to be the drive it's it's yeah uh, it couldn't be a better one there and you mentioned you know your need for uh making the process better so how what does that process look like when you're doing the simply referable this is this is what what your process is because I know you're very process oriented, like steps and and all of that. What does that process look like today? Well, I mean, so from my my philosophy, Danny is very simple, and I'm I'm a very simple man. Um, and what I mean by that is I want anything that I touch, I want to make it better. And so, and that's that's for everything in my life. It's not just business, but it's you know it's the way I interact. You know, when I wake up in the morning and it's, you know, the way I serve people, it's the service that I provide. Um, It's the communication. It's the way I speak with people. It's my phone calls. It's my note writing. It's my presentations. I'm always just looking for a way to improve a little bit every day. What I found is that if you improve a little bit every day in everything that you touch, you know, at the end of the year, you can be up a couple hundred percent, maybe even a thousand percent. In the, way, in the way you do things. So every day, one question that I ask myself and I ask my team is, what can we do better? W- whatever we're doing today, is, is there something, is there a way that we can make it easier? Is there a way we can make it faster? 
Is there a way we can make it more efficient uh, for the client? And we always are putting the client first. It has nothing to do with us. And so as long as we're putting the client first and we're trying to serve them at a the highest level, then, you know, it's always going to turn out well. Uh, I think the problem is that most people have is they go down that path and they start to improve something and they think that they're finished. And yeah. you're never finished. I mean, it's it's an ongoing process of growth. And, you know, for all the listeners out there, I mean, I, I know we have agents that, that listen to this, but, you know, you really have to develop a plan for, for personal growth and you have to develop a plan for professional growth. And then you have to develop a plan if you're building a team on leadership growth. And it's just, you know, the higher you go, the more responsible you are for other people, uh, not only your clients, but, you know, and the people that you're serving, but your team members. And so I've gone through this process of trying to always, you know, make things just a little bit better. And it served me very, very well. Uh, and that's one thing I would suggest is that when you enter your day, you have to think what if what I did yesterday was was good or if what I did yesterday was great. How can I make it better today? Because mm -hmm. I do believe, Danny, that the quality of the the quality of your life is a direct reflection of the quality of the questions that you ask yourself. And so we have to get better at asking ourselves better questions so that we get better answers. And that's what leads us to be better all the way around. Yeah. And that, and what you're saying is exactly, you know, what I, what I feel. I mean, how do we improve? It's like winning the game and saying, all right, that was great. We won, but no, could we have run the score up? Could we have, gotten less penalties, what, whatever the case is, I, I agree with you. I think constant growth is going to be, I mean, you're either growing or dying. Isn't that uh, Lou Holtz? Uh, I think, I think that's key because even if you nailed today, tomorrow's different. It might be slightly different and most people don't notice, but it is different. So if we're not adapting, we're going backwards. So I, yeah, I, agree. I couldn't agree yeah. with you more on that. Um, so what does your team look like now? So you mentioned your team and leadership skills. What does that team look like structure wise? So right now, seven of us, um, it's myself. I have an operations leader, five agents. I do contract out our contract to close work, um, which is really good in a time like now because you don't have someone on payroll that you're paying to do contract to close and closing less transactions. Um, and I like that. I mean, I think that um, so, so, so my, I love the contract to close outsourcing it. I know a lot of people bring it in house, but for me, as long as I have a really good relationship with that company and they do things the way that we want them to do it and communicate the way that we want them to do it, it's a great way to save money and be more profitable in mm -hmm. my opinion. Um, and so it's seven of us now and, you know, we're lean, mean. Um, I consider us to be small and mighty. I'd rather have uh, a few people doing really, really well than a lot of people doing okay. And so what we do is we just teach you know, working by referral and uh, we show them how to build a database. We show them how to communicate to it effectively, how to uh, do buyer and seller appointments, how to improve their negotiation skills and their overall skills as an agent. And then, um, you know, the fifth thing that an agent should do is attend settlement. So we try to basically like take everything off of the agent that doesn't involve those five things that I just mentioned. And um, so we, we do all the marketing for the agent. We do all the contract to close. We do all the sign ordering, the photos, the staging, the marketing for all listings. And we just tell them, you go, you go be a great agent. We'll take care of everything operationally and marketing wise. Um, and then if you just focus on building database and communicating to it effectively, that you'll do great. Yeah. Listening to their needs and, and, you know, 
and giving giving them what they're asking for, right? Yeah. Again, ask the right questions. They'll tell you the right answers. And then you, uh, you know, we give them information. They make decisions. We help them execute. Exactly. Yeah. That, and that seems to work really well. Um, but, but what I'm hearing you say, for those people that are listening, that are thinking about joining a team and thinking that's going to be the answer, you do not provide leads, like computer leads or any of that nonsense. Danny, I mean, I don't believe in leads. I don't either. <laughs> I mean, anyone that's chasing a lead is going to be chasing things for a long time. I mean, if you chase 100 leads, you might get one of them if you're a skilled professional. You might need 150 of them to, to close a deal. I want to generate 10 referrals and close nine of them. It's just a lot easier. There's already an established trust. I don't have to sell people on, you know, who I am, what I do, how I do it. Uh, I've never been really good at that. And in fact, I suck at that so bad. You know, if, you know, people join our team because they want to build a business that they're going to have in the future. It's going to be better every year when they wake up on January 1st than it was the year before. They're going to have more relationships. They're going to have more impact in the community. They're going to be serving more people. They're going to be, you know, take providing world-class service to people. And, and their business is just going to grow because they're focused on the right things. This is a relationship business. It will never change. I, I don't care, you know, what they bring forth. Well, some people sometimes go and use something that's transactional, sure. But that's not our typical, that's not our ideal client. Our ideal client is somebody that trusts us, that likes us, that sees us, that we provide a tremendous amount of value to them. And when they think about real estate, they think about us. And we don't need every deal. We just need our fair share. And um, I will tell you that I've never met a successful agent in the real estate business that does not have an amazing referral business as the bullseye of their business. Do they add other things in later? Sure. But I still haven't mastered the referral business, and I'm not, I refuse to add anything else into it until I do. I believe in focusing on one thing at a time, and for me, that's been focusing on the referral business since 2008, and I still feel like a newbie at it. I mean, right now, I feel like a brand-new agent. I feel like what we just went through is, is um, it, it reminds me of when I started my career 17 years ago, and it's not as bad as it was because I'm more of a veteran now, but certainly feels kind of the same. There was a major shift in the market. And um, I will tell you, the people that are supporting our business right now are not the leads. The people that are supporting our business right now are the people that we served over the years that are coming back again. And uh, that's that's a referral business. And so I just focus, and I do not provide leads. I teach people how to fish. Which, that's the correct answer. I mean, if you're going to have any quality of life, you're going to have uh, I was talking to a new agent and, and I get this a lot where we just say something and it, and it catches them right. And it's something that you and I talk about on a regular basis. Like anybody within the system, like we have our own language, but it catches them and they ask and they're like, well, I have to get to the phone call within four seconds or else I lose the lead. And, you know, how do you do the amount of transactions we're doing? My people wait for me, right? They're like, I called him. I know he will call me back because I trust him in that relationship. I also think that whatever agent I click on Zillow or Redfin, they're not going to give me the advice that Jeremy will give me or Danny will give me. You know what I mean? Like that's, we're worth waiting for because of what we know. Um, and they can, to your point, you can put out all the AI and tools and all that stuff that you want. It will not replace an agent that is, you know, a, a develop, you know, an agent doing business. Because the market changes so fast. If you go to the brand new agent that does 10 deals a year, they didn't do one last month. They don't know that the market shifted. 
Right. You want somebody who's who's doing business consistently. So one of the things that you introduced me to, and Greg as well, because uh, he'll get mad if I don't give him his credit on this, is the business to business stuff. I was kind of already doing it, but not intentional uh, when we hooked up and you guys were like, no, 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 no. This is a stream that needs to be solid for you. Um, so talk to me a little bit about that. How, how did you develop the business to business? What does that look like? You know, how are you tweaking it for this market? Yeah, well, what's interesting for me and, and my career is um, I didn't realize this till recently, Danny. It's kind of weird that, that I'm that, that I say that. But um, several years ago, when I was developing the referral business back in like 2010, I think it was about 2010, um, I had called a past client of mine and I asked her who she knew that she thought I should knew to should know. And she introduced me to a CEO of a credit union. And I went in and I developed a program for the credit union members. And it was amazing. I mean, it was me and the loan officer there and the CEO. And we built this program and I started serving all these credit union members. It was a huge referral source for me. Well, then I took that and I went into another uh, credit union and another credit union. And before I knew it, I had three or four credit unions that were sending me a lot of business. What happened at that point in time is I got so busy servicing it all that I had forgotten that that was a major thing in the growth and development of my business. During COVID, once COVID hit, you know, we were busy servicing all the people again. And then uh, Greg and I, Greg Chaplin and I had a conversation at a Buffini event over a drink. And we were talking, I was, I was really, I mean, amazed by the growth of his business and what he had done. I said, what do you attribute that to? And he said, business to business. We started talking a little bit about that. I was like, man, like I need to do more of that and I need to do that better. I had done that before. So I recommitted myself to, to going out and about and doing that, knowing that eventually this market was going to shift after COVID and only the people that would have to move would be the only people that would move. So when I think about that, um, you know, if you have a client, I mean, we have a fiduciary responsibility to our clients. If you have a client yeah. that's in a 3% mortgage rate and they're talking about moving into a 7.75 interest rate and they know, don't have a need to move, I mean, that doesn't make sense. You, you got to tell the people to stay put. It was kind of similar when I started my career and all the agents were telling people to short sale on their house and foreclose on their house. And I just told them to stay put for 10 years. Well, those people were the best clients that I had because they said I was right. They came back to me 10 years later and were like, you were right. We finally have equity. Let's sell. Um, and so we have fiduciary responsibility. So our databases are not going to move as frequently as they used to move. And so business to business, what that says to me is like, okay, if I know that and I know like 80%, what is it, 80% of Americans are in a 5% or less interest rate, and interest rates are close to 8% right now. Well, okay, cool. None of those people are moving unless they have to. Well, what, what's a cause for them to have to move? Well, death is a cause, unfortunately. Uh, financial issues. Uh, divorce is another one. And so what I did is I, I went out and I started talking to estate attorneys. Um, you know, when there's a property, when someone passed away, they have, some, they have a property to sell. Then I started talking to wealth management professionals. And then I started talking to family law, uh, divorce attorneys. Uh, these are the people that are moving. Now, the other people that are moving are people that are growing out of their houses and they need to move due to growing families or people that are downsizing and they have to move because they can't handle the house anymore. 
But my thought on business to business is very simple. Your database is going to send you one or two referrals a year, maybe your best mm-hmm. people. When you have a business to business relationship, they may send you 10 a year. They're at least going to send you five. It's their business to, to send you business. Right. right? And most of them have big, healthy databases and they're helping the type of people that you want to help. So as opposed to going out and chasing a bunch of leads and doing, doing this and that and chasing the shiny object, go build a better relationship with someone that has access to more people. It's that simple. And so, you know, the majority of everything we've done this year is through that. Um, and there are still the past clients that are moving up and have to move and stuff. We're helping them too. But um, you got to have that as part of your plan moving forward, because if you don't, it's going to really be challenging over the next 18 months when, you know, people don't have a need to move uh, and they're just waiting on the interest rates to, to come down. Yeah, I, I like them and I, because I, you taught me that, you and Greg, and then I also would throw investors in there. The cool. investors. Yeah. And that, right. And that's great. And that's that. And you're great at that. I mean, um, and look, I think everybody needs to have a niche. And, you know, mine just happens to be those three uh, that I really feel like I connect well with. I feel like I'm, you know, I, I like to present myself not as a realtor, too. I think that's critical um, when you're working with business people. Business people don't want to work with realtors. I mean, honestly, they no, want to work with prof- people then. That's right. That's right. And all and all realtors have the same thing. They'll say like, hey, to the estate attorney, hey, I'll give you some wills if you send me some buyers and sellers. I mean, that's not the way it goes. Right. It's it's I'm a professional business person. Um, so are you. Let's help each other grow our businesses. Well, how are we going to do that? Well, who do you want to know? Because I have a database of a lot of people that I've met over the years. And I'm sure there's some people in there that could be great referral sources for you. Would you ref- would you rather me send you three wills this year from the three clients that need a will, or would you rather me connect you to twenty people that can refer you? Of course, the answer is I want to. I'd rather connect you to twenty people because it's going to help them explode their business. And so, what we do with that is we meet these we meet people, and they have the same philosophy as us. All business people do, by the way, and and then we make connections for them and then they feel that they should make connections for us. And we repeat the process with everybody we meet. Um, like for instance, this morning I had a, a breakfast with a wealth management advisor. He's going to introduce me to three attorneys and I'm going to introduce him to three accountants. And that's a very successful day. I mean, yeah. if you got three referrals every day, would that be a good, would that be a good thing for your business? I mean, of it course would. it would, right? And you go one step further, and not to put words in your mouth, but you sure. also provide services to those attorneys that they need. You're not just saying, hey, I will get them the most money for their house and say all the normal realtor stuff. You're like, no, no, I've got a system in place. We're going to help them clean the house out. We're going to be able to, you know, get the, you know, the repair conditions taken care of so we can get financing and get them the most money. And we can do that through these relationships that I have. Um, right. Which which every attorney I've met, I mean, if you want an estate attorney to take you seriously, that's music to their ears. Like I have a system. Yeah. I'm running a business. Yes, I'm going to introduce you to people you need to meet. One, yes. Two, I've got a system. So the business you do give me, this is why I'm better than them, because I'm going to do more because I have the relationships to pull this off. That's right. Which, I've always thought that was really cool. And, you know, I've done 
I think we started this. For me, I started at the beginning of this year, and I think I've done four from this so far. Um, it's a great it's job, man. Start. Yeah, we're getting no, there. It's, it's a great start. I mean, it's, it's amazing. I mean, how many of your listeners, if they added four more transactions by the end of the year, would have a much better year than when they start when they were having right now? I talked to a great agent yesterday. She said, if I can get six more deals by the end of the year, I'm thrilled. <laughs> and you you just said there's one there's one way right there that you got four transactions. Yeah. Yeah. So. And and that's also you know, and Brian and bold predictions, and, and I know that the, the date on when the interest rates are going to adjust has gone, you know, has changed, but the rates are going to come back down. And when they do, and the market is crazy, and we're drinking from the fire hose again, you know what the best way to sell houses is? Have the listings. If you got the yeah. listings, life is good. And the estate attorneys give you listings, investors give you listings, you know, all the things that you mentioned are on the listing side. Don't get me wrong. I think you you hit this too. We need to stay in front of our buyers. We need to to nobody's saying, hey, chase these attorneys and forget about your past clients and doing your calls, notes, pop buys, client parties, all the things you need to do that also, but just be intentional on who you're adding to your database. Is that safe? Yeah. Yeah, it's very I mean, intentionality is everything. So that's one tweak you've made to the system. Do you think there's anything else that you've done to to kind of make the system you know, for this market, kind of tweaking it? Um, for this market, really, what I, it, this sounds weird to say, but um, I've actually tried to make my database smaller. And the reason for that is because I want to have more impact mm -hmm. on my favorite people. And you can't treat a thousand people the way you can treat 400. And so I just went through a process where I, I've got it finally down to like seven or 800, my top ones. I'm trying to get it to 500. It's really hard for me because I love all these people. And, um, you know, my new thing is if, if I look at your name and I'm, and I have any hesitancy of calling you, I'm just not going to do it. Um, and that leads me to one of my philosophies, Danny. One of my philosophies is less is more. Um, yeah, elimination. Elimination. I mean, it feels really good, right? I'm going through this process right now of simplicity in my life, and I'm purging everything and everyone that does not, you know, make me better. Um, and it feels really good. And um, it's it, it just so much easier to work that way when you when you know like who you want to serve, how you want to serve them, and then you do it with that intentionality that you talk about and you're really looking to have an impact on somebody's life versus just like have a referral conversation. You know, you want to, you know, want to recognize their birthday. You want to recognize their home anniversary. You want to recognize the major events in their lives. And you want to be there as not only a business person and as a real estate professional, but as just a friend. Um, and, you know, that goes so much for people are starving for that in today's world. Yeah. Yeah. They, they they're they're starving to be recognized. They've got programs that'll send their birthday invites. And, you know, I get one from like Brooks brothers and stupid stores. Yeah. I bought one shirt from like, but that's not real. What you're saying is eliminate the people that where it's not real, or maybe it was at one point, but it's not there. I mean, I'm definitely hearing some Bowie's and vibes and we got to get into that. Cause I know you left that, like so amped when we when we were in uh, Arizona, you came out of that going, 
he is speaking my language. I'm totally changing this. And I was thinking, shit, Jeremy, you are the most like, you're J-Wall, man. You walk in the room, everybody knows it. Like, like <laughs> you don't need that shit at all. <laughs> like you could have given um, that that damn talk as far as I was concerned. Um, but yeah, no, the elimination I think is big. <clears throat> and some of that is us having to let go. Like you said, you know, we love these people, but really honestly, our relationship isn't where it should be. And we need to eliminate some of the BS. Like, I, you know me, I have a new idea every week. Man, I go to my coach and, and, and she never goes to me and says, you know, if you could do more, that would be fantastic. And no point has she ever told me that. If anything, she's like, why don't we like keep working on the thing that you came up with last month that is starting to succeed and give that a little bit more time. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and that's kind of, uh, you and I tend to be on that end together as far as like, how hard can we push this thing? Yeah. What extremity yeah. can we take it to? Yeah, exactly. But I would just say, I mean, that the, at the end of the day, you got to just stay committed to the things that got you where you are. And you got to go back to those things and just do them better. Refine. I mean, you're, yeah. rather than adding a whole other step, fix that step, make sure it's as effective as you can get it. And then you said this off, off air, which I think we need to bring up is consistency. Like being as consistent as we can be, that's what makes people trust you. If, if you're going to send the new, you know, the, the newsletter or whatever you're doing consistently every month and they can count on it and they know it's a business, whether they're looking at it or not, they're a lot more likely to refer you. Does that say? Yeah. Well, the two words, and I just went, uh, did this with my team yesterday. Um, we talked about the five things that an agent should do build database, communicate to it effectively. Um, now, I added something to communicate to it effectively yesterday. And it's something that has really taken me, you know, as far as it's taken me to this day. And the two words are relentless consistency. Relentless. Like, relentless means you will get done today what you're supposed to get done or you won't go home. You will get done today what you're supposed to get done. There are no other options. You will not miss a day. You Because you cannot look. Here's the, here's the deal, everybody. You cannot give 90% today and 110% tomorrow. It's not possible because there's only 100% available. So the key is giving 100% every day. Because you can't make up the days when you do 70% or 65% or 50%. That's the, that's the biggest thing that I see now with real estate agents and the biggest challenge that we have for our industry is there is not, there's no consistency, let alone relentless consistency. And, and we've gotten to a point where we're like, oh, it's okay if I don't do it, you know, I'll make it up tomorrow or next week or this week or that. No, if you don't get it done today, you're never doing it. And guess what? That's on you. That's not on anybody else. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the agents that don't make it in our system, on our team, are the ones that do not have relentless consistency. Because I can't help you if you're not willing to do the work. And the work is very simple. I mean, it, it's calls, notes, and go see people. And if you don't have enough going on, go do that some more. I did something yesterday with my team, and it was it was, I think it was kind of like, it was eye-opening for me for sure, because what I said is that in an hour and a half, you can make 20 phone calls 
And in an hour, you can make, you can write eight to 10 notes. So if we did that five days a week, we would make a hundred calls a week and we would send 50 notes. Now, I don't know how many agents are doing that out there, but I will tell you this. If you do that, you will sell a minimum of three closings every month. It's impossible not to. If you don't have a big enough database to do it to, go build a bigger and better database. If you run out of people to call, that means you haven't, you don't have enough people to call, which means you don't have a, as, as strong of a business. So it's literally three hours a day, everybody, which is 15 hours a week. I don't know what you want to do for the other 25 to 30 hours, but you got to get that done. That is, there's no non-negotiable. Non it's non-negotiable. I mean, and look, if you're not willing to do it, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be doing what you're doing because someone else is going to get to your people. And, yeah. and you, you, have a, you have a responsibility to your database to serve them at a high level. And if you're not willing to do it, somebody else will. And in this market, there's a lot of people that are looking for that extra deal a month. They're looking for the one or two extra deals. They're looking for the one referral. And it's more competitive than it's ever been. And so relentless consistency is non-negotiable for me, and it needs to be non-negotiable for everybody that's in the real estate industry. So at 500 people in your database, because that's what you're shooting for, and you made those 100 calls a week, you would talk to your database every five weeks you'd be done with it. You'd have touched them. Yeah. Like, right? Which is perfect. I always, so when I hit the end of my database and I've hit it, I, I'm like, all right, now who do I need to call to add people, right? What professional yeah. relationships, which agents that you met at the convention and you said, yeah, we should definitely talk. And then you were like, yeah, maybe I'll see you next year. Like for me, that's the extra call. You, you, you call people within the network. You call agents that you know for the out-of-town referrals. You call your vendors. Uh, I call my contractors all the time. And don't call them and ask them for business. Call them and try to introduce them to people to get them business. Back to what you're saying. So anybody who says, oh, my database isn't big enough, I would have to call them twice a month. Like, that's my answer to that. What do you think the, the answer is there? I mean, I think every day you need to be building your database. So, I mean, if, if you if you were to go into my referral maker right now, I mean, I have database ads, more database ads than anybody on my team, including the ones that start with us and are putting, you know, 50 in a week. I don't put 50 in a week. But I am I have five to ten people every week that I'm adding to my database because I'm always meeting new people. Because I have an intention that in order to grow my business, I have to grow the relationships, which means I have to grow the people that I'm meeting. And the other thing I would say about it is, I mean, this is the truth. If you have 150 people in your database, you already know everyone that you need to know to get exactly what you want in life. You just have to connect the dots. And what I mean, what I mean by connecting the dots is everyone in your database has an account for the most part, unless they do their own taxes. Everyone has a financial planner, at least they should. And if they don't, you have a responsibility to refer them to one. Everyone in your database that's of a little bit higher caliber has an estate attorney. Okay, now not many people have divorce attorneys, but that's not that's a whole nother thing. But the oh, thing is. Everyone has an account. Everyone, so, so one of the calls that I would make, and I do make this call, is I call my people and I say, hey, I would say, Danny, 
Hey, Jeremy, listen, I'm checking in with you. I'm in the process of building my referral business. I was wondering, do you have a really good accountant that you work with? What about estate planning? Have you ever put your will in place? Oh, Jeremy, thanks for bringing that up. Uh, I I actually was just talking to my wife the other day. We need to put that in place. Do you have a referral for us? Sure. Let me refer you to my guy, Joe, who does estates. Um, and then who is your financial planner? And I could get three referrals from every person that I know by just doing that. And then I connect the dots. I call them up and say, hey, hey uh, Danny, it's Jeremy. You and I have a mutual uh, relationship through so-and-so. They referred you to me. They said you did an awesome job for them. They're a client of mine as well. They're a friend of mine as well. I was just wondering if you'd like to get together, see how we might be able to help each other in business. I've never had anybody say no to that. And so you're, it's easier to build your database than you think it is. You know, we start thinking about like, oh, how do I add another person? Really what you need to do is how do I connect the dots to get to know to all the people that my people know? That's a big question. How do I connect yeah, that the dots? that gets you past the gatekeeper. That, yeah. Like if you call a divorce attorney and, you know, I actually had a lender tell me he went to court and tried to catch him coming out the door. And I was like, well, how'd that go? And he said, not well, <laughs> well. No, not at all. <laughs> I was like, you better hope they don't learn how to like litigate. You know what I mean? But, uh, <laughs> but no, you get a call from somebody that, that's an actual client and a good client of theirs, they're going to give you the time. Uh, I also like to teach my people, especially not the professional people as much, but this is how you refer. Do a group text. Text, hey, uh, Jeremy, I want you to meet Bob. Bob is an awesome blah, 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 blah. Now I'm on the text. You're going to respond because you recognize my number and it's not a random phone number, right? But being specific with our guys gets you in the room. Yeah, that's a great point, Danny. I mean, part of this whole system that we're employing is how do I teach my people had a yeah no absolutely like teaching them to refer and what's and and to you've always been a refiner you've always been like it's not doing more it's doing it better uh, and and that's that's a piece that we are we're passing on to our clients as well so we could talk about this all day, and I, and I do think I'm going to do an episode where I get Rick and, and Greg and you and all four of us let 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 people hear the uh, Mid Atlantic talk there because uh, I I think like I said I mean you guys were a lot of the inspiration for this show because I was like man we're having these high level conversations that I feel like everyone needs to hear um, so I wanted to thank you for that and shit thank you for all the time that you've given me and. Uh, you guys have been awesome to me, and, and I'm definitely the novice in the group. So I, I just wanted to say thanks for that. Yeah. Um, well, one of the things I just want to mention, too, is you mentioned that, Danny. It's, it's always a pleasure. Um, you know, throughout my career, I've had great mentors. And one of my mentors one time told me that, you know, however high you're reaching, um, however high you're reaching in life and, you know, trying to go at your own goals to, to try to always help somebody else and bring them along with you. So... Um, that's one of the things that I believe in. That's one of the things that I think that if we can do that as an agent industry and we can do that as an agent community, uh, we're going to make our, we're going to make our businesses better. We're going to make the other agents better. And we're going to, we're going to all help each other to continue to grow. So I appreciate you saying that, buddy, but it's a pleasure of mine. So I don't want to take too much of your time, but what was your favorite takeaway from an event? You know, that's a great question, Danny. I really, I had so many takeaways. Um, for me, for me, the greatest, 
takeaway is probably the fact that, and this is a simple, simple um, thought, but, you know, principles never change and uh, tactics do. And, you know, I think if you focus on principles, you always do well. If you focus on tactics, you may not, if you don't understand the principle behind it. That's one thing. But the second thing for me has been the relationships. Um, yeah. I think the, the you know, we met through Buffini and Company. Um, I have so many other friends that I've met through Buffini and Company. I get more from the relationships now and um, than, I've, than I've gotten. I mean, not only are they the best agents in the world, but they're the best people. And, um, you know, when you combine great at what you do and great as a human being and you surround yourself with those people, um, you know, they say association is everything. I, I, I firmly believe that. I mean, I can call 20 different people right now and they would answer their phone if I needed them. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that, and I hope, hopefully they would say the same thing about me. And um, so I, I really think that the relationships are everything uh, because what happens in the relationship is that you get, you hear what you hear at the event. You go home, you dissect it. Yeah. Apply it. You try to apply it. And then what happens is you need someone to bounce off what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what's really helped me because I can call a guy like Greg and say, hey, man, this is what I'm going through. This is what's happening. How would you approach it? And, um, and, and he's there for me. And he gives me a nugget that I'll go back and use. And then, you know, it works. And so, and vice versa, I mean, we can all come to each other. So the relationships are everything, I think. Very, yeah, I, I fully agree with that. Uh, what would your superpower be? Well, um, I, think, I think there are two things. The, the most important thing is emotional intelligence for me. Yes. I, I really feel like I, I'm able to take a client, uh, could be a, a difficult situation, two different people not getting along, um, or just a different personality. And I feel like I've always had a really good knack of like meeting people where they're at and helping them to go where they want to go. Also feel like I do a really good job with that with my team. Um, you know, meeting them where they're at, taking them where they want to go and, and being, being there for them in the middle. I think emotional intelligence is huge in what we do. Um, not every, you know, it's, it's, look, our, our clients can really drain us emotionally. And so, you know, emotional strength is everything and emotional intelligence is just learning how to deal with them all and getting them to agree with what they want and then getting it, helping them get there. And then the other thing that my wife would say is that I'm clutch. I mean, I come through. Um, when I need to. And so, you know, if we're having not a, not as good of a month that we need to have, I always somehow figure out how to make it happen. And I think that that comes through the relentless consistency, the competitiveness that I have, and then just the love for the people. I mean, look, when you love the people that you serve, it's really not that hard to work a little harder to get the outcome that you're looking for. When you have an issue with people that you serve, it's good. You're not going to put as good of a work uh, ethic behind it. And so I think it comes down to, you know, just loving what you do, 
helping people. I, I really don't feel like we sell real estate, Danny. I feel like we manage people's emotions. And so you got to learn how to do that. You got to be skilled at it. And then you do it with all you got and you do it consistently and take care of all the people and everything will work out for the better if you do that and you do it all the time. Yeah, the consistency just it, it makes it who you are. It's not what you're doing to them. It's literally when they go and talk to another client or another vendor and they're saying the same thing, you're like, oh, well, that's who he is. Like, that's just that guy. Um, and I think that's important, too. For yeah, sure. I think it's I think it's more important who you become than what you do and how you do it, because people are attracted to who you are and the right people are attracted to who you've become. And um, and then if you have something that you do that can help them, like real estate, then, you know, they come first with, you know, seeking, seeking a good relationship. And then you just help them through the process. It's the best way to work. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Well, Thank you so much for taking all this time with me, dude. You are a rock star, as you know. Uh, I really appreciate it. Tell uh, the people what market you serve and how they can uh, send their referrals to you. So I'm in Ellicott City, Maryland, which is um, just in between Washington, D.C. and Baltimore, Maryland. And we do serve the entire state of Maryland. Um, we also have a license that's uh, agent that's licensed in D.C., um, best way to reach me, you can call me direct anytime, 443-610-5722. And the email is jeremy at simplyreferrable.com. Perfect. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. Hey, great to be with you. And I hope everybody got a lot out of this. And it was a pleasure of mine being here with you today, Danny. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to apply this information to your business immediately. This message will not self-destruct in five seconds. Good luck, agents.